In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse 10. It says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even if I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. As we look at this scripture, looking at the context and looking at what the disciples have been through, they've been through a lot during this time. They had the Last Supper with Jesus Christ, during which time they enjoyed Jesus, the fellowship with Jesus, the closeness with Jesus. And in the midst of all that, when they were done eating, he got up and he got a towel and he began to wash the disciples' feet. That was unusual. He did. That was unusual. Because not only was that something that he wouldn't normally do, that was something that considered, it was considered a very lowly, oh, the slave would do that, the servant would do that. That's not something that they would do, but a servant would do that. The lowest of the low of them would do that. But he was the highest of the high, but he humbled himself. And he told them, in the same way that I'm washing your feet, the same way that I'm loving you, love one another. And then Jesus was grieved in his spirit. He said, someone's going to betray me. So they went from this fellowship, enjoying one another and loving one another and feeling the love and the peace, to now they're troubled in their hearts because Jesus said, someone is going to betray me. And they began to ask, is it I? Is it I? And terror, I could imagine, gripped their hearts. And fear gripped their hearts. And they were troubled in their hearts. And Jesus went on to say, I'm going on to a place to where you can't come. For three years, they went where Jesus went. They laid where Jesus lay. They ate where Jesus ate. They were with the Savior. Serving him and loving him. But he's telling them, I'm about to go somewhere, and where I'm going, you can't come. And Peter was very assertive. And Peter was very relentless. Where are you going? Where are you going? Jesus began and continued to explain that I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. He was encouraging them, let not your heart be troubled. You don't understand why I washed your feet. You don't understand that one of you going to betray me. You don't understand that I'm going away, but let not your heart be troubled. And he continued to encourage them. Similar to us sometimes. Sometimes we need encouragement. Sometimes the business dry up. The phone calls dry up. People who we loved and cared for seem like they don't love us and care about us anymore. They've forgotten about us. But the Bible says the Lord would never leave us and it never forsake us. Amen? He's still with us always, even to the end of the world. He was encouraging their hearts at this time. Jesus
said at one point, he said, I came to do the will of him that sent me. At another point, he said, my meeting and my drinking is to do the will of the Father. And so now he was going to the cross. Because he had sought and saved that which was lost. He had preached the word of God. He had preached the gospel. He called people to repentance, similar to what John the Baptist did. But instead of talking about the light, Jesus was the light. Instead of referring to the light, Jesus is the light. Amen? And so all these things are happening. And so the disciples being fearful, the disciples being doubtful, Jesus encouraged their hearts. In 14, he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The same God who spoke creation to existence, you believe in him, believe also in me. The same God that parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel, you believe in him, believe also in me. The same God that delivered God, Goliath into the hands of David, the same God that Moses counted on, David depended on, the same God that delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. You believe in God, believe also in me. He went on to encourage him. In John chapter 14, verse 25, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then he talked about, he said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Not only peace with Jesus, but if you got peace with Jesus, you have peace with the Father. Amen. So here we are, John chapter 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even if I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Look at this New Testament promise. Although it's in the Old Testament, it's going to be fulfilled in the New Testament. I say it's the Old Testament because Jesus is yet to die. And yet to rise. So he's still in the Old Testament, but this is a New Testament promise. He's saying, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. As we walk through this passage, we're going to see that we have a responsibility to keep his commandments. Point two is, as we keep his commandments, we're going to abide in him. Praise the Lord. And we're going to see, point three, that Jesus was our example. Because he kept the Father's commandments and abided in his love. Point one, if you keep my commandments. See, God wants us to go beyond knowing scripture. He wants us to go beyond being able to quote a chapter and a verse. God wants us to be at the point to where we are obeying his word. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. 
That's God's desire for us. Why? Because as we abide in him and his word abide in us, we'll bear much fruit and thereby bring glory to God. Because we're created for his glory and for his purpose. Yet it's our responsibility to keep his commandments. It's our responsibility to read his word. It's our responsibility to meditate on his word. It's our responsibility to seek to obey him. And not, but see, the thing is, as we're seeking to do this, God strengthens us to do it. It's not something that we have to do within our own strength. God empowers us by his spirit. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God gives us direction as we keep his commandments. God gives us strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We find strength as we keep the Lord's commandments. He empowers us to bear much fruit because that's how we glorify him. So number one is our responsibility to keep his commandments. See, that's one sign that you know that you are following Christ. That's one way that you know that you're trusting in Christ through repentance and belief. You desire to keep his commandments. Because the flesh doesn't desire to keep his commandments. The world doesn't desire to keep his commandments. Unregenerate man does not desire to keep his commandments. But part of the new, cre the new creature in Christ, who you are, those of us who trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we desire to keep his commandments. We desire to glorify the Father. We desire to please him. We have a new heart. We have new desires now. And we want to keep his commandments. But we know that apart from him, we can do nothing. He strengthens us to do it. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you shall abide in my love. Point two. As we keep his commandments, trust in Christ through repentance and belief. Meditate on the word of God. Seek to obey the word of God. Honor the word of God. And if we fall short, the Bible says... Confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse from all unrighteousness. Confess them and repent of them. The Bible, Jesus said, ye shall abide in my love. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. We have the ability by God's grace to abide within his love. In other words, fear doesn't have to lead us. Doubt doesn't have to direct us. Depression doesn't have to be our portion. But we can abide within this love. And perfect love cast out fear. And perfect love enables us to love others perfectly as well. We're not without mistake and without flaw. But we can walk in the perfect light of God. We can walk in the perfect law of God, in the perfect liberty of God. As we walk in the spirit, we're walking in this perfection. And if we fall short, we confess to God, repent, 
and keep on walking. That's one of the privileges of being in Christ Jesus. He said, ye shall abide in my love. See, that love is not just for us, but he fills us with his love for us and for those around us. Amen? Can't we use a little more love in this world? Can't we use a little more love in this place? Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. We don't have to make decisions based out of fear. We don't have to make decisions based out of doubt. But as we abide in God's love, we make decisions based on the word of God. We, we, we can bless those that curse us. We can confess our flaws to one another and be healed. We can be patient with one another and we can love one another. Why? Because we're abiding in this love because we're keeping his commandments. Why? Because we're trusting in Jesus Christ through repentance and belief. Because by God's grace, we've made a decision to no longer live according to the course of this world, to no longer live according to our thoughts and our feelings, but to live according to the word of God. And we do that by trusting in Jesus Christ through repentance and belief. So point one, if we keep his commandments. And point two, we shall abide in this love. Point three, He's not just talking about these things, but he did these things. Jesus is an example to us of what it looks like to abide in the Father's love. Jesus is an example to us of what it looks like to keep his commandments. He said, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. When we get doubtful and when we get fearful and when we get discouraged, just take another look at Jesus. Go back to Matthew. Go back to Mark. Go back to Luke. Go back to John. As we read the word of God and meditate on these scriptures, we see how Jesus behaved. We see how Jesus loved. We see the patience of Jesus. And as we look at the New Testament, the writers of Paul, we see how to love one another. And we see how to carry this out. Jesus is our example, amen? The Bible says he is the expression of the Godhead bodily. He, he kept the Father's commandments. How do you feel? How did you feel when people would tell you to do something that they're not even doing themselves? You got supervisors who would tell them to do things, tell you to do things that they're not even doing themselves. But that's not Jesus. Our perfect example not only commands us, not only encourages us, not only directs us, but he's the very example of what he's commanded us to do. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything in the God of prayer. He understands when you feel lonely because he felt lonely. And yet he kept the Father's commands and abided within this love, the Father's love, even when he felt lonely. When he was fear, when, when fear, when, when he, well, Jesus was never fearful. But in situations to where he could have been fearful, 
Because he was keeping his father's commands and abounding his love, the Bible says the perfect love cast out fear. Maybe you hadn't gotten a phone call. Maybe no one has reached out to you in a while. Maybe you're feeling lonely. Jesus understands. Maybe you think, maybe you feel betrayed by all this time you've loved them, you've cared for them, and they're not even checking on you. Jesus understands. But with all these being, with all these things being said, which are true, remember, one day we're gonna stand before God to give an account. And so what are we doing with this time? Are we keeping his commandments? Are we abiding in his love? Even as he kept, even as Jesus kept his father's commandments and abiding in his love? One day we're going to stand before him. It's time for us to repent, amen? If our trust is not in Jesus, but it's in self, if our trust is not in the word of God, if, if we are trusting in Christ through repentance of our sin and believing and trusting in him, then we're in trouble. Today is the day, amen? But if you have been trusting in Jesus, keep on trusting him, amen? Be not weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we don't faint. Keep trusting in Jesus. Keep calling upon his name. Keep abiding in him and allow his word to abide in you. We're called to do these things and thereby glorify God by bearing much fruit. Because it's not about us. We get selfish because we didn't get our way. We get selfish because we didn't get our call. We didn't get our business. It's bigger than that. God wants his love to abide within us so that we can love one another so that we men can see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And we were made to do the will of the Father. Jesus did not come to glorify himself, but he came to glorify the Father. And in the same way, it's not about us, but it's about Jesus. Amen? It's not about us, but it's about honoring the Father. Hallelujah. If you, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Praise God. If you have Jesus, you have the Father and the, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We never have to be alone. Never. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. As we abide in his love. We don't have to be worried about fear and worried about doubt and worried about depression consuming us. We may feel doubt at times. We may feel fear at times. We may feel depressed at times. But because we're keeping his commandments and abiding in his love, we know we will never be overtaken with these things. But God will empower us by his spirit. And look at this. As we do these things and we trust in Christ, through repentance and belief, he gives us the ability to love one another. He gives us the ability to care for one another. He gives us the ability to forgive one another. He gives us the ability to encourage one another. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus. 
So let's be encouraged today. And let's remember that as we meditate on the word of God, and as we seek to obey the word of God, and we abide in him and allow his words abide in us, if we keep his commandments, we will abide in his love. Even as he kept his father's commandments and abide in his love. Hallelujah. The love that was spread abroad, the, the, the same spirit that quickened us, that quickened Jesus, that quickens us now, it empowers us, it strengthens us. Let's find our trust and I hope in Jesus, amen? Because otherwise, we're not friends with the Father. Thank you. If we fail to submit to the Son, then we have a problem with the Father. If we fail to submit to the Son, then we have a problem with the Son. And all we have to look forward to is wrath and judgment. But praise God, he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. If we trust in Christ and repentance and believe, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, humble ourselves to honor his word and obey his word, Today is the day to turn away from your sins. Today is the day to call upon the name of the Lord. Today is the day to ask God to grant you repentance. Today is the day. Today is the day to continue to seek his face, to continue to do his will. Today is the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you.